Kedushan Perik Gimel, Mishnah Gimel 3.3, and a Mishnah very similar to the previous. Here again, the man who's being Makadish, the woman, is doing it al nine, making conditions, and the conditions really parallel the previous Mishnah, except here we're talking about conditions involving land as opposed to money. So the Mishnah says, Almanas Shiyeshli Base Kur Afar. If the man says, he gives her a ring and says, you're married to me on condition that I have a base core, that's an area of land, of afar, of, of dirt, meaning I, have, I own land, significant land. Um, now, again, it could be any amount of land, but the base core happens to be a very large amount, pretty much the largest amount um, in the Mishnahic uh, dictionary. And just a moment on this point, um, a core is equal to 30 sa'a. The sa'a is the standard measure, um, but these are volumes. A sa'a in uh, my handy-dandy imagination, is um, 12 liters, meaning it's you can think of it as um, six two-liter bottles. Because each okay, so if that's the case, so 30 of the, that's one sa'a. So 30 of those makes a kur. So 30 times 12 is 360 liters, or roughly 100 gallons. Um, so think of you can think of 36 packs of water though. Now. Um, those are volumes, but a base core is the amount of area in which one could plant a core worth of seeds, um, which is a very big area. It works out to being um, 75,000 square amos because the calculation is that a base saw is 2,500 square amos, 50 by 50. Um, so that's a big space. It's roughly um, like three American football fields or two... FIFA soccer field is very big. Okay, so that's what he says. So then, Harezu Mekodeshes, the woman then is Mekodeshes, she's married, Vyeshlo, provided that he indeed owns a massive field. If he says, Almanashi Makom Ploni, oh, sorry, I should have said, if you're going to ask, wait a second, this is already kind of old news. I mean, we just said in the previous mission, if he says, I have money, then he has to have it or not, not. What's the difference? So the thought is that when it comes to old, owning land, um, there's sort of like, um, it's more public information, and therefore there will be rumors going around, you know, it's kind of, people know who owns and doesn't own whatever they're claiming they own, because word gets around, and therefore you might have thought that would have some impact on this issue, but it doesn't. The bottom line is, um, we're not going to rely on any rumors, and we need to know what he has. If he has it, meaning we'd have witnesses confirming he has it, then we believe him, and if not, then not, doesn't matter what the rumors do or don't say. If he says, he says, on condition that I have this base core of land in a specific place, you know, 10 miles from here, um, in the mountains, I have a, uh, whatever, base core or something. So then, if he has it in that place, so then, she's married, and if not, then not. Again, um, the idea here is that a base uh, land, I should say, is not exactly the same as money because um, where the land is located makes a difference. And therefore, if he says he has, you know, his base core 10 miles from here, but really it's 20 miles from here, so he'll not be married because she doesn't want her husband having to travel so far away and being away from home for so long, etc. And therefore, if he says it's in, you know, place A, but really it's in place B, and place B is further away, then he won't be married. Amanash ech base core afar. If he says, we're married, here's the ring, on condition that I show you a base core of land, so then obviously he needs to own the base core of land, they'll be married, but provided he shows her the land that he owns, um, so that means, unlike the previous case, witnesses that testify that he owns the land is not good enough, she has to see it with her own eyes, 
And the mission points out, kind of the obvious, like the previous Mishnah, if he shows her like a stretch of land that he is a sharecropper or a tenant farmer in, and in Mokodeshis, they won't be married. Because even though he's saying, it's this analogous to the previous Mishnah where we had you know, him having working capital, if this guy is a, a sharecropper or a tenant farmer, that's Chakiris and Kablanis, it doesn't matter for now. The point is, he actually doesn't own the land. He essentially is leasing it. And he's paying the real landowner a fixed amount of, you know, produce, you know, 30 bushels of wheat every year that it produces. Or he says, I'll give you, you know, a third of the wheat it produces, whatever it is. In both those cases, really, the ultimate landowner is not him. He just is like a long-term leaser. And therefore, even if he has been on this, you know, this plot of land for 100 years and it's been since his great-great-grandfather, it doesn't matter. If he doesn't own the land free and clear, presumably and any normal woman would have understood him to mean that if he says he has the land, it means he owns it free and clear. It's his land. Um, so then if he doesn't own it and he shows her some land that he is a sharecropper on or a tenant farmer, that won't be good enough and they won't be married. I just want to speak out for a moment. Um, I'm going to contrast this with if a person actually owned land but had a mortgage on it, so then he would be married, okay? Because if you're talking about a mortgage, you own the whole land, but then you have a debt to the bank, um, but it's a dollar debt. It's not actually the bank doesn't own any piece of your property. So that would be good enough. And in contrast, in the previous mission, we talked about um, showing money that he has like working capital. And I said it could be also for a loan as well. So they're kind of nets out. And if he says, I have 200 zuz, he has to have like a net worth of 200 zuz minus what he owes the bank. When it comes to land, if he owns the land itself, if he has other liabilities like a mortgage that he owes the bank, he would indeed be married.